A reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, since we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is bound to offer sacrifice for his own sins, as well as for those of the people. And one does not take the honor upon himself, but he is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he says also in another place, Thou art a priest forever. After the order of Melchizedek. Peace be to you, the reader. to come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. 
And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power. Peace be to you who proclaims the gospel. and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. I just want to say uh, first, what a lovely and blessed time that this has been, uh, being with your, your dear priest, the gentle giant, Father Matthew, and uh, your parish council chairman, and your bookstore manager and all of uh, your lovely and beautiful Orthodox Christian souls. And it's good to see these young men in the altar today. Um, you know, they, they have a dignity to them and, and a love and a reverence for Christ. It's good to see all of this um, and as a mission of about nine years, our mission of three hierarchs in Wenatchee, we hope that we can maybe have enough people to fill up the right side of your church someday. So God bless you and, and keep guiding you and helping you to persevere. Speaking of persevering, Today we celebrate the veneration of the precious and life-giving cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and we rejoice and we hold up that cross which is the center of our faith. It's the, it's the great mystery of our salvation. And it's not just something that, you know, we remember in the past. It's actually the guiding light and principle for our life. We are to live the way of the cross. The cross is not uh, just an idea. The cross is a way of life. And that way of life is a transformative way of life. It, it is to transform us. And in a sense, it completes our baptism. Because in our baptism, we die with Jesus, we die with him in the baptismal font, and we are raised with him. But there's a secret that sometimes, it shouldn't be a secret, but sometimes it's a secret that we don't get to hear, and that is, we're not done dying. We're not done dying and we're not done resurrecting. So, I would like to tell you a story that I hope will kind of help to illustrate this. 
from the life of Saint Paisios the New, the Saint Paisios recently glorified of Mount Athos. It's kind of a humorous story. He he was quite a character, really, and had quite a personality. So there were three young men who came to visit Saint Paisios on Mount Athos. But these three men, young men, were not real believers. They were not believers in their heart. And they came not because they wanted a real word for their life from Saint Paisios. They came to him because they heard that he worked miracles. And they were suspicious. And they were doubting. And they thought, well, let's go see this miracle worker. Let's get him to work a miracle. Then we'll believe. I don't know if you've heard this story before, but so those young men came to St. Paisios in his little cell, his very humble cell with a dirt floor. And they came to him and who knows if they even took his blessing. They didn't have an understanding, a reverence for holy things and holy people. They came and they sort of said, okay, Granda, elder, show us a miracle. We want to see a miracle. That's why we came. And so St. Paisio said, okay, just a moment, please. And he went into another room and they heard like rattling of wood and metal. They heard all kinds of noise going on and the elder came back to them with a big knife, like a big machete. And he said, okay, here's your miracle. I'm going to cut off your heads and reattach them. <laughs> and the young men said, no, Father, a different miracle, a different miracle. <laughs> so what can we learn from this story? Well, we should be honest with ourselves. We are looking for miracles without effort, without faith. We're looking to get things and to get spiritual things without giving our own sweat and blood. We want to go to heaven, but we don't want to die. That's how we tend to be. But in the gospel today, the Lord Jesus says to us, if you want to follow me, if you want to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself and take up your cross and then you'll be able to follow me. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. In other words, we have to die to ourselves. We have to take up 
the sufferings that we will endure in this world for the sake of our salvation and the salvation of others. And we have to follow the one who was crucified. Who was crucified. Not, not a king who, you know, had a great kind of honor and dignity of this world, but one who was baptized, immersed in death so that he could destroy the power of death. What does it mean that we have to deny ourselves? Let's start there. It happens by the providence of God that this is also the feast day of Saint Innocent of Alaska and, and Patriarch of Moscow. And he wrote a booklet which he called The Indication of the Way into the Kingdom of Heaven. You have it in your bookstore. It is an amazing summation of the teachings of Jesus and of the Holy Church. And particularly, Saint Innocent defines what it means to deny oneself and to take up one's cross and to follow Christ. It's one of the most beautiful, simple, crystallized um, summation of the Gospel. He wrote this book in the language that he, uh, the alphabet that he created for the Aleut Alaskan people. So that's even more amazing. And here's what he says. He says, to deny oneself means to give up one's bad, bad habits. To root out of the heart all that ties us to the world. Not to cherish bad desires and thoughts. Remember our retreat yesterday, we talked a lot about thoughts. We don't want to cherish those thoughts. We want to ignore them so that we can follow Christ. And he says, he goes on to say, to quench and suppress bad thoughts, to avoid occasions of sin, not to do or desire anything from self-love. That means, in the language of the church, that means uh, cherishing the comforts of our body and so forth. But to do everything out of love for God. To deny oneself means, according to the Apostle Paul, now here's the language again, to be dead to sin, dead to sin and the world, and, but alive to God. So there's that word again, to be dead. Brothers and sisters, we are dead people. If we are Christians, we have died to sin in baptism. We have died to ourselves and we have been made to live unto Christ. And this is not a one-time thing. This is a way of life. 
It's a progression. We're ever progressing and seeking to progress toward this resurrected way of life. And so, our goal is to be dead before we die, so that when we die, we won't die, but we'll live. That's our goal, to be dead, so that when we die, we won't die. Jesus said to uh, Martha, you know, he said, uh, though a man die, he who believes in me, though he die, he will live. So we have to deny ourselves. That means it's a death. It's a death. We have to get rid of the parts of us and the places in us, in our hearts, that want to trick ourselves into living without dying. And these are all the places of, of sinfulness in us and our sinful passions. So we have to die to our ego, to our pride, to all kinds of desires that we have and we want to perhaps act out. But if we act them out, it's not going to be love. It's not going to be according to love. And so we have to sacrifice and say, I have that desire, but I'm not going to live by that desire. Secondly, we have to take up our cross. St. Innocent has a beautiful summation also of what it means to take up your cross, our cross. And he says this, the word cross means sufferings, sorrows, and adversities. He says, to take up one's cross means to accept and to bear without murmuring, remember uh, Friday evening, without complaining, everything unpleasant, painful, sad, difficult, and oppressive that may happen to us in this life. And therefore, whether anyone offends you, or laughs at you, or causes you weariness, sorrow, or annoyance, or you have done good to someone, and instead of thanking you, he rises up against you, and even makes trouble for you, or you want to do good, but you are not given a chance, or some misfortune has happened, for example, you are ill yourself, or your wife, or your children, or with all your activity and untiring labors you are suffering from need and poverty and you're so hard up that you don't know how to make ends meet or besides that you are in some difficulty bear all this without malice without murmuring without criticism without complaint that is, without regarding yourself as offended and without expecting any earthly reward in return. But bear it all with love, with joy, and with firmness of faith. That's a long passage, a bit long, but you get the idea. 
that to take up one's cross, it means to bear our sufferings without losing faith, without complaining, without being upset and I'm unfairly treated and I'm going to do something about this and I'll tell him one. But rather to bear all of that with joy knowing that all of this has happened to you and to us for our salvation by God's providence somehow for good to purify our souls so that we won't be like those three guys who came to St. Paisios and just looking for a miracle. God, give me good things. Give me everything good and keep me from everything bad so that we can have real faith. Not faith in a God that just gives miracles and he's an earthly king and he has all kinds of treats for us and like dogs, you know. Come, come. The dog will do anything for a treat. My dog will do anything for a treat. Then when it doesn't get a treat, that's when it acts out. So this is what it means for us, brethren, to deny ourselves and to take up our cross and then to follow Christ, to do His commandments, to, to live in Him, to, to walk with Him. This is what salvation is, to, to be with Jesus Christ, to have Him illumine us with His divine grace so that we have a kinship with Him. Not that we would go to heaven when we die to some place that we have never been, but that we've already been to heaven. We already live in heaven. And so when we get to heaven we say, yeah, I recognize this place. This, is, this has been my life all the time. It's just more. It's just more. More beautiful. In today's Orthros Gospel reading, everybody heard today's Gospel reading in the Orthros? Oh, wait a minute. Not everybody was there. See, I can say these things because I'm leaving today. It's good to be at Great Vespers and Orthros. You know, um, it's such a preparation. It it gives us so many minerals and vitamins. In fact, eight essential vitamins. Eight essential vitamins, one for each tone. One for each tone one, tone two, tone three, because that's how we go through the months. Orthros gives us such great, um, healthy, invigorating uh, meat. It's good, good meat for us. The Divine Liturgy is more like dessert. But Great Vespers and Orthros are like meat and potatoes. Where we hear the hymns of the church, the hymns for the saints and for the feast days and so forth. At any rate, that's my editorial comment. During the Orthros, at the Orthros Gospel, we heard the story about where the Lord restores St. Peter and he says, do you love me? St. Peter says, Lord, you know that I love you. And then, but St. Peter says, 
Lord, what about this man? And the Lord said, if it is my will until that he not die until I come, what is that to you? And there was a there was a rumor among the apostles that St. John the Apostle would not die before the Lord came back. But what did the Lord say? He said, Peter, don't worry about it. Don't worry about other people and what's going to happen to them. He said, you follow me. You follow me. Don't worry whether John's going to die before I come or not. You have to die. You die. And so, it's a good word for us to stop thinking about what other people are doing and whether they're following Christ and whether they're doing, you know, the right thing or what we think they should be doing. Don't worry about them. Let's worry about ourselves and about about our denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's not be looking for the miracles that Jesus can do for us. Let's look to the death that we can do so that we can truly live with Him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.